You're listening to The Brian and Gina Show, the official podcast of L.A. Magazine. Here are your hosts, Brian and Gina. Hello and welcome to The Brian and Gina Show, the official podcast of L.A. Magazine. I'm Brian Bishop. Which makes me Gina Grad. Yes, indeed. And Gina brings us a personal connection, a, a personal reference, if you will, for a guest this week. Very interested. And I, 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 I can't stop thinking, Gina, how you initially thought I'd be oh. resistant to the idea. But uh, no, I'm all about uh, talking to a Reiki healer about what they do, how they do what they do, I, uh, what percentage of their industry is, I know, flim flam men, and uh, <laughs> how, how much is the real deal. I'm so excited. And I got to tell you, I have a substantial amount of egg on my face because when I went to lunch with this woman, I went out of my way for reasons I may have to discuss with my therapist to say, oh, Brian is just going to be just pushing back and just telling you, giving you the what for. And then I told her, like, I think I was wrong. I'll ask, you know, the hard (laughs) questions, but I'm in a uh, I'm uh, I'm the. uh, the proverbial center fielder that our boss used to talk about, you know, just ready to go either direction, in, yeah. out, left, or right, wherever the ball is hit is where I, uh, where I drift. Well, and it's interesting, too, because something I would love to, to bring up with her is when you talk about the flim flam and the soft science and the snake oil, which I'm sure there is plenty of, she also told me, like, it's not just people who pretend to do things that they can't. It's mm-hmm. people who do things irresponsibly and Mm. not and like leave the person like emotionally or spiritually or mentally messed up, which I didn't see coming. So I thought that was really interesting, too. I cannot wait to talk to her. Her name's Meredith Sloan. She's a rainbow healer on Instagram and the real deal. So we will um, just just ask her any and all the questions that um, we think that you'd want to know. Well, let me ask you, she's local. She's local here in the San Fernando Valley, uh, the beautiful San Fernando Valley. And yeah, she's in L.A. She's she does this for, uh, you know. She, the, a good clientele in L.A., um, right. a because we're not yeah, she, you know, like we talked about before, you don't have to sell people as hard as you would. in oh, I don't know my home state of Kansas on something about this. You know, people yes, are a willing audience open. Yeah. And uh, really beneficial. And if you don't believe me, ask our own Brian Bishop. So, um, yeah, really excited to talk about that. Yes, I've not met Meredith personally, but I've done the Reiki healing and found it very beneficial and excited to learn more about it. How did you how did you find her on on, on Instagram? I just Craigslisted her and said, like, how many roses would it no. Um we met at Oh Nothing, one of the influencer events. All right. And, you know, she obviously has a very special skill that I think, you know, is interesting to a lot of people. And we just started chit chatting. And I probably I don't I kind of lose time when I meet new people. So I'm sure I embarrassed myself and asked her a bunch of ridiculous questions. But she um, she pitied me and wanted to continue being, you know, uh, friends and friendly, which was really nice. Um, So yeah, that's how we met. And we we went to lunch and we chit chat. And I said, we really could use you on our show. I think people would find this very interesting. So she's traveling to parts unknown and teaching and doing workshops. But I think she's making time for us in a hotel room today. So um, it'll be really cool. Sweet. And you know yeah. what? You reminded me that I, I know some people, we have 
we have a lot of hardcore dedicated listeners. Sure. And then we have some who, you know, dip in, dip out based on the subject or based on the guests. And you might be thinking, maybe if, if you fall into this category, you might be thinking, oh, this, this isn't for me. I'll you right. know, skip this one. I think that's the type of person this is exactly for. Yes. You know, you're going to learn more about it. Maybe it's for you. Maybe it's not. Maybe you'll never set foot in the midst of a Reiki healer. I understand that. It's not for everyone. Yeah. I've not done it outside of you know the confines of like a wellness retreat myself. Sure. That said, you're going to learn you know about a world you're not uh, you're not privy to. Yes, and you don't have to search uh, you know this type of thing on uh, and on any of your niche apps. This is me and Brian, mm-hmm. a couple of rubes saying like, "What's this all about?" So we're your people. We're we're exactly who should be um, conducting such an interview. Yes, we're, we're your sherpas. We're your proxy. Yeah. So that'll be really fun. Um, We uh, are cutting the time in half today and uh, moving forward to talk about our weekends because there's always cool stuff going on in L.A. So we should probably get to it because we're going to do that for a few minutes. Then we're going to talk to Meredith. Please. Yeah. uh, Start us off because I'm having trouble remembering what I did. Oh, mine was very simple. Uh, Thursday. I'm okay. I now completely understand how people make friends as adults. I. Up until a couple years ago, I was like, well, I have all the friends I'm going to have. And that works for me. I have plenty of good people. I have a, a good stable of ladies and, and some gents and everything's great. Okay. How would how would one make new friends anyway? Well, now I'm seeing that when you got a kid in the mix, mm. you make the new friend. I did not know that. I didn't start oh, yes. jump with the infant. A new so, wave of friends enter your life. Exactly. You meet them at the park. You meet them at the school. So Thursday, oh, nothing. Before we hit up parent-teacher conferences, I went to lunch with uh, some uh, some mom friends from the school. Wow. Yeah. And I I've planned it. I, it was oh great. My. I was like, hey, do you guys want to like get together? And they're like, yeah. And it's so it, it's such a good reminder for me because, you know, I, I have I bought four books on small talk. Um, but the good news is when you can avoid small talk altogether and they just get down, they want they sit down and they get down at the restaurant. And these are my people. I mean, they don't, we don't talk about the weather. We get right into like the hot wow. gas. Now, are these Beverly Hills moms? Yeah. Could they smell the valley on you? You know, apparently not. Because when I mentioned where we live, they were like, does not compute like yeah. wire short circuiting. And I was like, yeah, we're nowhere. And like, really? Like People yeah, live there? Yeah, we're just right there. Um, in fact, you may know this. I actually contacted your wife yet again to oh, ask no. her for the 50th time during lunch where she went to high school because I think there was some crossover. Um, oh, that wouldn't surprise me. It, it happens. I, I'm constantly going, Christy, I can't keep scrolling through these texts. Just remind me again where you went to high school. <laughs> um, so that was really, really fun. And like, I even, you know, afterwards, you know, we were texting around and I don't know if this was, I hope this was the compliment that I thought it was, but I was like, you're just so normal. I just Uh, adore uh, you. You said that or it was said about you? I said it. I said, you are so cool. You are so normal. I, I, I love it. Well, what, you know, the pressure is on. Where did you choose to host this lunch? Well, I mean, it wasn't that official. It wasn't like we, you know, I was, we were doing tea sandwiches, but we went to, we just went to Frida in Beverly, you know, just okay. South Beverly Hills. That'll just work. Cash. That'll work. Cash. Had a great time and then ran over to the parent teacher conference because this is my life. 
Yep. And um, it was it was great. It was very like, I don't know how involved teachers think you are. And since I'm one removed, I don't know how involved teachers assume step parents are. But I wasn't counterpointing. I was yes anding like a mofo. Like mm-hmm. he he seems to like sometimes when he's really concentrating, he'll make these sort of semi distracting noises. Is it this noise? And I do like three different noises. And she goes, yeah, I go, okay, that one's because he just watched this movie. This one might be a tick that he's into. Okay. There's nothing that you could tell me that we're not already aware of. But it was really fun. Um, yeah, what you don't want to hear, I assume, as a teacher from a parent is like, really? That I've never noticed that. Yeah. Like, who is this? Are we talking about this child? Oh, yeah. We, uh, we were very familiar with everything. Um, also, he is very creative, as most kids are. And he, he he likes to invent things and draw things and do things. Well, he was watching me read and write some news the other day. And he started writing a newscast, like a newspaper. Oh, nice. So because my husband, obviously, for a living, um, you know, we were in broadcasting and imaging. He brings a little kid boy in here and says, would you like to record your newscast and I'll do some imaging for you? So. Um, we played this for the teacher. Again, another gamble. We thought she'd think it was funny. Yeah, and go in either direction. I think she thought it was funny. Some of these headlines are ripped straight from the real headlines that oh, he's not me working on. And some are from his imagination. I don't know if you'll be able to tell the difference, but um, Andy is doing the imaging and he is reading verbatim what is written on this script. So uh, without further ado, this is the newscast we played for his teacher. USA News Mail Paperwork. Tell you all about it in the USA and UK. And now the news. Making a new book called A Day at School for Me. He has made over 42 books in USA. Someone attacks. Someone on a skateboard attacks a human thinking it's a fish. He was crazy. No human should do that. McDonald's. Someone sees a fossilated McDonald's burger in the trash that was not rotted at all. The burger was thrown in the trash three years ago. You should not eat McDonald's because you can see it's not real food. It's chemicals and stuff. That's not good for you. So please don't eat it. UK, USA, news mail paperwork. Tell you all about it in the USA and UK. Wow. The production on that is first class. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And those headlines, I mean, those are hard hitting. That's good clickbait. Yeah. I was going to say that's uh, that is what people are talking about. Yeah, it's what people are talking about. Of course, the McDonald's one was a story I was reading. It he took some liberties, but he loved writing his newscast. So that that was that was super fun. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I I ended up just they went out and played and did things with children, and I I cleaned out six trash bags of stuff. And what was the teacher's reaction to that? She is so lovely. Her okay. game face is a plus. Like just saying like, wow, how creative, how interesting, um, you know, what a fun kid. He must be so fun at home, blah, 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 blah. Remind like, really? me, yeah, remind me to tell you about a good game face. Oh, out. good. Yeah. I mean, she's lovely. We love her. But yeah, she just she she had a good a nice reaction holstered, which, you know, I, I, we appreciate it. Um, so just let's just move this along. We finally after four 
possibly going on five um, reschedules. Finally had um, a little movie dinner night with the Bowsmans over with Lauren and Laura and oh, Darren. And I'm telling you this specifically because we didn't know what movie we were going to watch. And, you know, you sit outside and watch a movie and eat some pizza. Um, you know, I was thinking, well, he's into horror, but there's kids, maybe, you know, Haunted Mansion or Nightmare Before Christmas. He went in for the kill immediately for a movie that my eight-year-old stepson has been begging to watch. So we good for Five Nights at Freddy's? Wow. The look on this child's face, like That's all- in theaters now. Yes. And all his Christmases came at once. And I said, it's fine with me. Brian, have you seen this movie? No, it's not getting great reviews. So I'm, I'm, I'm very hesitant. I am. I, my attitude to horror films is if it's great, I'll see it. Like I, I love quality and I love seeing a good movie regardless of the genre, but the horror not being my genre, if it's middling or God forbid less than, Right. I, I have very little interest. Well, apparently the people, yeah, the viewers, the, the audience reviews are just raving. People who are into this, uh, 30% with the critics, Gary says, 88 with the audience. There this you go. makes complete sense because it's based on a video game that, again, I would have never heard of if I didn't have an eight-year-old boy in the house. It is the dumbest, <laughs> but also most entertaining thing I've seen in a while. It is not scary. I mean, don't take my word for it. One of the children did not come outside because she was not going to participate, and I get it. But and I and I and, and with the kid boy kept saying it's not scary. I don't get it. And I kept saying if you were sitting in a dark movie theater without you guys tickling each other and throwing stuff against the side of the house and joking and running around like crazy kids, you'd be terrified at the jump scares. But we're outside. They're messing around. They're talking through half of it. So yeah, the jump scares really didn't do much. But between. Freddie Fazbear, which I think is supposed to be like Billy Bob from Showbiz or, you know, Charles Entertainment Cheese. Sure, sure. You got Freddie Chica the Chicken, Foxy, Mr. Cupcake, who is my favorite. What kind of animal is Foxy? (laughs) A dove. And, um, that coming. (laughs) Bonnie. And I don't remember what Bonnie is, but, um, Matthew Lillard. A big part of the movie, which I yeah. think And the guy from Hunger Games, I can't remember his name. Uh, uh, Wes Bentley or? No, like Hutchins, Hutchinson, Hutchinson. Oh, well, some, uh, well, there's there's a Hemsworth in there. But yeah, no, there's a, too there's famous. A, hey, right. There's a Hutchinson or Hutchinson. Hutchins, Hutchins, some sort of Hutch. Uh, hmm. It's fine. I mean, for well, an eight-year-old Woody boy, Harrelson. Yeah. <laughs> Donald Sutherland. <laughs> Thank you. It was on the tip of my tongue. For an eight-year-old boy who fancies himself quite into horror these days mm-hmm. and really wants to feel scared unless he goes into the Stranger Things Lights On Haunted House, which he was very scared of, he wants to feel that, that you know, like he's so cool and he's into horror. It, it's fine. There's a little bit of blood. There's a lot of exposition. It got a little slow for these guys. But um, it's fine. That's my review. Five Nights at Freddy's. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Is it at least short? I don't know. I don't know. Because they were messing around the whole time. And can I have okay. more pizza? And we're, I, don't, I don't. Time flew. Um, it's fine. That's my review. Yeah. yeah I, oh, I understand. No, most movies are fine. Yeah. yeah. It, it's just shy of two hours, apparently. I'll hit you with an impromptu movie review. Oh, a movie please. I really just saw. Uh, I just finished it 45 minutes ago. And it, it it's a movie that was... In the news, uh, big news, headline news, uh, for a while I saw 
the sound of freedom or sound of freedom, the sound of freedom. And I'm not going to hit you with any deep thoughts because I haven't had time to let it stick. Yeah. But I will tell you, it's fine. It's a well-made, also fine. you know, it's a, it, it checks all the boxes, it's a decently made movie, well acted. Um, I will never understand how a movie like this becomes a phenomenon. Like, what about this? What about this says to you that you must say to other people, dude, you got to see Sound of Freedom. Like, it's unremarkable in every way. It's right. fine. It's three stars out of five. It, it, it's, it's above average, but there's nothing remarkable about it. It's not, it's, it's, um, it's a much slower, uh, uh, taken. Oh, wow. Much, Interesting. Much, much. It's as though Liam Neeson was a pacifist. <laughs> I mean, I know very little about this movie. I think you get your base excited about something and then, then all of a sudden they come out in droves and you're like, yeah, huh, this must be something to see. I, I know yeah. almost nothing about it. Um, the premise seems, uh, noble. Sure. Sure. But again, this ground has been covered, granted, not exactly like this, but this is not novel filmmaking. You know, right. it's, it's an interesting story, um, you know, liberating kids from uh, child sex trafficking. Right. You're right. It's, well, it's a noble uh, story. Worse movies have been made out of more noble subject, you know right. what I mean? So right. yeah, the movie does not live or die on the subject matter. There have been bad movies made on important subjects. Right. And this movie is not bad. It's not bad. It'll be streaming... Apparently, the day after Christmas on oh, Amazon perfect. Prime, if that's uh, interesting to you, um, it's not very fun. It's not, uh, <laughs> you don't it's, say. Again, I have a hard time grabbing people by the lapels and being like, dude, you have to see Sound, Sound of Freedom. It's, it's fine. It's good. Much like every movie that I'm aware of that has become in some way controversial or in right. some way newsworthy. It's I'm confusing. I'm thinking of everything from dogma to like, um, oh yeah, one. Uh, uh, there was the the one that, where Randall Park played Kim Jong the interview. That oh, was that was controversial. That. Got banned in certain countries. Yes. Every movie I've seen that is in some way controversial ends up being it's fine. Yes. The, well, the interview is fine. There was some good laughs. It wasn't great. Didn't the uh, interview's well, very I, existence cause? I'm, I, I'm higher on, yeah, I'm higher on dogma than most people are. But at the end of the day, it's, uh, yeah, it's not, it's not world beating. It's just, it's good. It's fine. Okay. I saw well, the movie Cuties, whatever it was, two years ago. The big controversial one that was on Netflix. It's good. It's a good movie. You know, they're not worth, so. not worth all the, all the I, anything. Yeah. yeah. So what you're saying is you would put Sound of Freedom squarely in the camp with Five Nights at Freddy's, being like, eh. mm, you know what? I would say that without having seen it, it's worthy of a higher Rotten Tomato score because it is a good movie. At the end of the day, it's not a great movie, but it's good. It, it's above okay. average for sure. Um, like I said, three stars out of five in my estimation. Um, but uh, everyone, calm down. This is not a movie that everyone needs to go out and see. Okay. Uh, so just finishing things up. Um, uh, Sunday night was a big night. It was something that Lil Kid Boy has been waiting for. We do it every two weeks. It is called Lady Night. Yes, oh. I drink free. 
He it's the night. Yes, this lady night. Oh, what a night. <laughs> he loves it. He looks forward to it for reasons that still uh, confuse me. But it's the Sunday nights. Andy goes and plays basketball. And that means the two of us are left to our own devices. Uh-huh. And he has rules. There's no work. There's no this. Or da, 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 da. He wants my undivided attention and he gets it. So uh, Sunday, it was just it was lady night. We played Mario Wonder. Um, we went to McDonald's for happy meals. We both get a happy meal. Um, it's a good time. He tried that new spicy sweet jam. Don't recommend it. It is spicy grape jelly. Really? Um, and, uh, came back. We made crafts. We did a quote gymnastic contest on my bed, on my husband and my bed. And then my husband got home, couldn't find us. It was a little too quiet for his liking. Comes in the bedroom. We're each on either side of the king size bed watching youtube so it's like the kids best night ever like watching mr beast do like laser games and stuff so that was lady night it was a a big weekend mr beast is huge um that's great fantastic uh sounds like a good time honestly it was so give me a yeah give me a couple of highlights from you and then we'll talk to meredith in a weird way, it was one of the bigger weekends of our, certainly of our fall, uh, because uh, we hosted our annual pumpkin dinner. Uh, that was just for us and three other couples. It's this ridiculous idea that the girls came up with 10, 12 years ago. Like, hey, let's have a dinner where everything's pumpkin themed in the fall. And there's like pumpkin sage pasta and Chrissy has a pumpkin dessert. Gary, I'm going to put you on the spot. And if you're not able to do it, no harm, no foul. But look at Chrissy's Instagram uh, and uh, see if you can find the very lifelike pumpkin that is, in fact, a cake. She is officially is it cake. It's crazy. How? How does she do this? How? So it's too it's too circular. I'm making, you know, about uh, 10 or 12 inches apart in the hands Two. Have, no, two circular bun cakes yes. put top to bottom to bottom. She's a genius. So as to make sort of a, yes. a, um, a uh, pumpkin shape, uh, slathered with frosting to smooth it out. And then I had to go actually procure the, the fondant. Then she makes fondant. Well, actually, Tessa helped this year, rolling out the fondant and coloring nice. and everything. And that becomes the pumpkin um, shell, the pumpkin outer casing, if you will. She dusts it with a little bit of cocoa powder or whatever it is to make it look like it's all dirty she oh. actually made she actually made um fondant leaves which go under the pumpkin to give the impression that it is uh, a pumpkin of nature and the only thing that was real uh pumpkin on it was in fact the stem which it turns out you can get by the dozen just grabbing them they're on the ground at every pumpkin patch so it's going to pumpkin patch start grabbing up uh, uh stems that'll fall off she's an overachiever in ways that I can't wrap my head around. Let's give her a plug. Just go to her, go to pardon my crumbs at on Instagram and she'll have it up by the time that, uh, that this airs. Yeah. It may, it may be up already. I'm pretty sure it is. It, it, it's uh, worthy. Like Gina said of being on is the cake. It's crazy. And I, I sort of held her feet to the fire and was like, this isn't real or this isn't cake or you bought this. And she said, it is real. It is cake. And how dare you? So, um, yeah, she's amazing. I'm glad you had your pumpkin dinner, of course. It was great. And then finally, I'll leave it with this because I teased it earlier. Um, you tell me what you would have done, Gina, in both cases, uh, because I go to it's Friday uh, where, you know, we're just setting up the house and everything. I got to go to the doctor in the morning uh, to check in. This is a physical physiologist 
he is the one that is overseeing my physical therapy and my occupational therapy. And it's time to check in after six months, you know, how's it going, all that stuff. And um, long story short, the hospital I go to has a program specifically for cancer survivors. Uh, It's a workout program and you you have to commit to going two or three days a week, but they monitor your progress. I know, but it's kind of the accountability that I need. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, And so he put me on the list, the waiting list, Six months ago, I'm still on the waiting list. Oh boy! And he's like, "Well, the good news is you're much higher on the waiting list. You no, know, you're, you're in the 40s now, as before you were like in the hundreds." Oh um, my. And I, he's like, "So it should be, you know, I'm really hoping for, you know, a new year, you know, January, maybe I'll get into the program." And I'm like, and I, I say to him, I say to him, "Well, these are cancer patients, so it could be a lot sooner." And he's wearing a mask. So I can't see his reaction perfectly, but his eyes squint a little bit so as to indicate he's smiling. And I, I break the uncomfortable silence by saying, I can make that joke. I, I can make that joke. As, as a cancer patient myself, I'm allowed to make that joke. And he goes, you are allowed to make that joke. And I am allowed to acknowledge that it is a joke. <laughs> Mr. Ocean Gate Safety Coordinator. Um, yeah. My first thought was like literally that this joke took the air out of the room. And then my, my second thought was, if anyone can make this joke, you're the yeah. only one in the conversation. So, okay. I like the levity. I like the gallows humor. Yeah. You're not allowed to make that joke, Gina, oh. but I can. Yeah. I love those. Um, so you got, you got well to take advantage of my point. That's well the done. lesson for all the kids. <laughs> was that your, was that your story about um, impression management? Like our, our son's teacher? Yeah, yeah, totally. Got it. Okay, just making yeah. sure. Um, amazing. And I think this will be good for you. I and, and you have the best of both worlds now. You're on the list. It's not your fault you're not exercising. Yeah, right. I have every intention. Yeah, it's not. Right. You're, you're, you are where you are. This is the best place to be right before you have right. to do anything. Just, just on the precipice. Oh, this is the sweet spot. Oh, good for you. Okay, so you did that. You did that. And? And the pumpkin there really dominated the weekend. That sure. was the big you know, part of the week. And we got ready on Friday. We did the whole thing on Saturday. And uh, granted, we didn't go out and you know paint the town red or orange as it were. Right. But uh, it was it was a good time, a fun tradition. Good time had by all. Knowing what I know about your wife, I'm not going to say did she. I will say how were her pumpkin nails? <laughs> you know what? Excellent. I don't think she got them done specifically for this event, but I do oh, believe okay. it was in mind uh, mm-hmm. when she got them done a week or so ago. Yeah. So uh, on point, I would say. Uh, okay. Just mm-hmm. it tracks and it's better than I'll ever be. And I just <laughs> wanted to acknowledge that. Okay. Amazing. So we're going to take the quickest of breaks and welcome in Meredith. We will be right back. All right, welcome back and welcome, if you will, to the studio, Meredith Sloan uh, at Rainbow underscore Healing on his, I'm assuming on Instagram, was that you yeah. mentioned, right, Gina? Yes. Yeah. Very good. Mel- Meredith, welcome. Thank you for being part of the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. This is this is a good get, as we say in the industry, because, you know, we talk to people from all over, you know, the entertainment industry in L.A. and 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 and, and, and true crime and all this wonderful stuff. And I feel like. This is such a it this is such a I don't mean this pejoratively, but like a West Coast sort of L.A. 
thing that maybe where where I come from in the Midwest is still, you know, we're still trying to figure out the best way to explain something like this. So this is like something that I think in many ways is sort of unique to our culture here. And that's why we're so glad to have you come on and, and talk about it for people who get it, who are familiar and who have no idea what you do. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so nice. I've actually been doing this for 20 years. And when I first started out, it was like nobody knew what energy healing was. I was a Reiki master at the time and really had to explain. And I feel like definitely in Los Angeles, it's now gotten to this point where everybody knows about it. It's commonplace to a certain degree. And yeah, it's really nice to know that this kind of work is actually starting to really grow. Catch on. Like you start at the beginning, just yeah. give our, our listeners a background. What is energy healing? Where maybe where does it come from? You know, the origins as best you know, that kind of stuff. And also not only what you do, but what you don't do. I think people really we need to start at the beginning. Sure. So um gosh, this is a big topic. Um, energy healing is really using high vibrational energy to heal and clear blocks in the body. So I work particularly on the chakra system, which comes from India, and it's thousands and thousands and thousands of years old. They've been using this practice forever, for ages. And um it's really, for me, I kind of tune into the person's body and I can feel what areas are blocked. So where the energy isn't moving and our energy is our life force. And when we collect heavy energy in the body, then we aren't able to keep that energy moving quickly. So when I say collect heavy energy, things like sadness, fear, frustration, anger, those kind of emotions, when we hold them in, when we don't release them, they get stuck in the body because they're particular energies. And if they're not exiting the body, they're just sitting there. So the longer they sit there, the more dense they become. And with that, they can actually become physical blockages in the flow of your energy and turn into things like you know, cancer, brain tumors, all sorts of stuff. Um, and yeah, so by a lot of times, a lot of times we don't know we actually are holding energy. That's part of the problem. And once we identify that we're holding it, we can get in there and start to clear it and move that energy. That makes sense because I mean, we, I, I'm, I know a lot of people at this point know the book, like the body keeps the score Lovely. and things like this that are very like, sort of user-friendly and commonplace now. And we all know like, oh, don't hold it in. It's not good for you. These these ideas are now like more than just ideas. So I think like this is just not something... Uh, I, I have never been to my internist and he said, go to a healer. You seem stressed. But like, mm. maybe it's time. Yeah. And energy healing is great for so many different things. It's not just for physical issues or... Um, emotional issues. It can be used for stress. It can be used to just raise your general energy level, your vibration to just feel good. Um, there's so many benefits to it. And even though it hasn't totally been proven scientifically in many ways, they're actually starting to do a lot of studies. I have a couple of clients right now that are part of a think tank and um, experimental uh, study. Study. Thank you. 
<laughs> going on where they're scientifically starting to prove the benefits of energy work. So I think in the next few years, we're really going to start to get that scientific proof. But already people that are doing it can actually feel those differences and changes. That's so fascinating. Yeah, I the, know- proof's in the proof's in the pudding, right? Yeah. You know, like well, whether or not it has a measurable scientific benefit, if the person feels better and uh, lives their life what they think is in a better way, who's to say it's it, what's the harm? Well, and and this is something that I've said here before, and and I I said it to Meredith, you know, when we got together, it's just like if if one thing is true, why can't the opposite be true? So mm-hmm. if they tell us, you know, like like you say, don't hold that in, it can it can affect you on a cellular level. It, why can't the positive part of it be true that we are, you know, when we elevate our consciousness, our energy, or whatever you want to call it, why can't it? make us feel better. It, it just, I don't know why, why only the negative is, is, is what people focus on. I and mean, frankly, what I've been programmed to focus on, but you are not, you don't come from this world necessarily. Right, Meredith? No, it's, it's actually funny. I was in the music business and the way I got into this was about 20 years ago, my little sister, my littlest sister had a stroke at 24 and she was 75% paralyzed on the left side of her body and really tried everything. They had her on steroids and she was doing physical therapy, but nothing really seemed to be working. And she was depressed and was not feeling great. And my other sister met a Reiki healer. And at the time we had no idea what that was. And, uh, my little sister was like, I'll try anything. So she started working with this woman. And within a year, she was 100% healed. She got off of all of her meds. And she has three children now and no signs of anything. So I really saw it and thought, wow, this is incredible. And we both ended up training with her for about two years and learning how to do this. And I just loved it. I felt like it was really my gift. And so worked on friends and family. And at some point, I was like, I think I can quit my other job and do this full time. And so I've been doing it. It's been, I think, almost 15, yeah, 15 years now, full time. Wow. Is this something anyone can do I mean, within reason or is there some special skill or something that must be present in order to do this? Like we have the gift or we don't have the gift. Oh, I, I really believe anybody can channel energy. So we have healing centers in the hands and the top of the head. And that's why when we get a stomach ache or a headache, we actually put our hands out. It feels good because we have energy coming through it. Uh, when you get a Reiki attunement or an energy healing attunement, it's from master to student and they open up your energetic center so that you can actually channel more energy. So it's more effective. So everyone can technically channel energy. But I think with anything, there's certain people that are more attuned and sensitive to energy and can kind of feel into people's bodies and understand, you know, what needs to happen and where that energy needs to go. So, so it's as like as a universal as, donor and a universal yeah, yeah. donor. <laughs> yeah. As long, as long as we're on the doorstep of this, I want to know, Meredith, how do you walk us through it? Who do people that don't know? How do you do what you do and what, what is accomplished? Yeah. So when I have a session with someone, usually, you know, we'll sit down, we'll talk, I'll ask them kind of what's going on in their life, what emotional and physical 
things are happening, what they want to shift in their lives. And I'll put them on the table and then I'll tune in to their energy. So all healers are different. I'm really a feeler. So I can kind of feel what's going on in people's bodies. I'll feel it in my body and know where to go. So I'm usually drawn to one particular area first, which is the most blocked energy in the body. So I'll start there and I channel through the top of my head and out of my hands. It's a little bit hard to explain that process, but trust me on it. (laughs) And um, I'll channel high vibrational rainbow energy. So I work with vibration of color and it's a little bit different. I do something similar to Reiki in that I'm channeling energy, but Reiki is a very different vibration of energy. So I work with vibration of colors and I use those particular colors to channel and work on the chakras to help balance and heal them. This almost kind of sounds like synesthesia. Like, do you, do you, does a certain feeling represent a certain color? Yeah. So some, like I was saying, each healer is different. So some people will actually see those colors and channel them. And I feel that vibration of color. So red is the longest wavelength. It's the heaviest vibration kind of gets faster and faster as we go up the color scale. So I'll tune in to that particular frequency, bring it into the body and stay in a particular area and clear it. And when I feel that that's cleared, I'm usually pulled to the next heaviest space and I'll just work on the body until you know, I, the energy is kind of not being taken by the body anymore, or it's just, I can tell it's time to finish. And then while I'm doing that, I actually have people do a particular breath work, which helps to trick the mind. So a lot of times we think, you know, we want to heal, we want to move this stuff. And then the subconscious freaks out and is like, Mm -hmm. wait a minute, I don't know if I'm ready to let go. This is what I know. And the breath work kind of tricks the brain and allows me to get in deeper and really move the the root stuff. And what kind of reactions have you experienced from other people? I mean, I've I've had massages where I've just started crying and I'm not totally sure why. Like I I I I I can't tell you. But do people have like emotional reactions when you do this kind of work? Absolutely. I mean, I've seen and heard everything. So there's, there can be crying, there can be laughing. I've had people make crazy noises, shake their bodies, kind of everything goes. I'm working on pulling out that blocked energy. And sometimes the body needs to release in its own way. So things will show up. So I really encourage everyone, whatever shows up, just go for it. It's your body's way of helping to get that energy out of the body. It doesn't freak you out. No, okay, <laughs> I mean, I've been doing this for so long. I, I feel like in my whole time of I've worked with thousands of people, I've had a couple of people that it's really aggressive and yeah. that startles me a little bit. And I also know that it's not coming at me. I protect my energy and I can just hold that space for them and trust that that's what well, they need to do. I'm glad to hear that because my biggest fear at the dentist giving blood and especially at something like this is like, am I going to be the the patient that you talk about at parties. Like, I don't want to be, I don't want to. I once had someone who. (laughs) Exactly. You, you haven't seen anything. So that was actually my next question. And, um, I, I wonder how you do that because you, you think you have to be an empath to do your kind of work, but aren't you just taking all that sort of dark and for lack of a better word, dirty energy sort of into yourself? 
Well, there are ways that I protect myself energetically. And I, when I started this, I was, you know, definitely taking on more, but I've learned how to really separate myself and not attach to the energy that's coming at me. So a lot of times, you know, when someone's going through something, we'll attach our energy to it. We'll put our energy into it and we'll feel it in our hearts and we'll kind of empathize with them and be like, oh, so there's a way that I can allow someone to have their experience without attaching my energy to it. I can just hold the space and let them do what they need to do. And I really believe that everyone's responsible for their own energy. And I allow the person to be responsible without feeling the need to step in with my energy. I'll channel, but I won't give them my energy, if that makes sense. And I'm sure coming to that conclusion, you have some pretty horrific, emotionally horrific stories. <laughs> you know, we are just like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I have to find a way to shield myself from this. Yeah. Well, I think in the beginning, it was overwhelming because yeah. you know, I am really empathetic. So I, you know, anytime anyone came to me, I would really feel everything. And then I just, yeah, slowly learned over time that we all have experiences that are painful and traumatic. And I'm just here to hold the space for them to be able to release that from the body. Do you ever uh, work with kids? I do actually. Um, I teach a kid's Reiki class, which is really wonderful. So I teach what? them how to take care of their energy. Um, and I also have worked with, I've worked with a lot of kids over the years, um, some that are ill, one with leukemia, who is now 100% healed, which is wonderful. And um, children that just have a lot of emotional stuff that they can't process. Sure. And that yeah. seems, I mean, even when I was in, I don't know, I think it was fourth grade back in like, I don't know, the early 1850s, <laughs> there, we still had like, breathing time, like after lunch or after recess, like, oh, no, it was called relaxation, mm. relaxation. They turn the lights off like it is it is a very normal concept to teach kids how to regulate. And now, like you're giving them this other option where it's amazing because, you know, they talk about like kids are given. I don't know, whatever I'm making up there, like 5,000 instructions a day, you know, just like come here and get your shoes in school and so much instruction. And like, they don't know what to do, like how to take personal responsibility and accountability because they're just kind of like these little teeny tiny cute victims going through the world being told what to do. And mm -hmm. if you're giving them that sort of ownership over their own like body and energy, I would imagine that's a pretty empowering. Yeah. And kids really love it. It's like magic. It's like Harry Potter stuff, right? Yeah. They can, you know, put their hands on themselves and make themselves feel better. And and I have um, two nieces and a nephew. And it's so cute because whenever they don't feel well, they'll ask me, Auntie Mare, can you give us Reiki energy? And and so they understand the the power in it. And when they can actually take that power and do it for themselves. It's, it's so beautiful. That actually makes so much more sense that they'd be so much better at it so much quicker because yeah. you don't have to get through all the ego and all the, you know, just getting to the place where we can just open ourselves up to the possibility that we are more powerful than we think we are. Absolutely. And even working on children is so much easier because they don't have all this collected energy from patterns, subconscious patterns that they've been running for 40 years. Right. You know, it's like everything just clears so quickly. And then it's really, you know, about helping them identify and 
look at what patterns might be bringing in this energy so they can stop them and not have to be 50 and dealing with it. <laughs> and what yeah. is the, uh, oh, what's the like ideal environment for something like this? Dark room, light room, music, no music. What, what do you, what do you, what do you like to do? I think it varies from person to person. For me personally, I like a dim room and I'll play music usually. But I think any anyway is fine. It really depends on the person. And some people I work with don't want music and that's fine too. So um, I'll just speak to them as we're moving through the healing. Is there anyone, well, you actually, you had mentioned this to me before and I teased it. So hoping we can pay it off. You know, we talk about there are people who, you know, pretend to be all kinds of things and maybe they don't really, you know, have the level of skill or have any skill. But you mentioned something to me that I've not been able to stop thinking about and and correct me if I'm getting this a little twisted, but people who do sort of have the the talents that you have, but not to maybe the level you have it and can kind of use it irresponsibly. I, I, that's, that, that is stuck with me because it's not that they're just, you know, putting on a show and they, Mm -hmm. they have some skill, but they're not using it in a responsible way. Sure. I think it's, it's really challenging with energy healing because for someone that doesn't know energy and you're coming to someone for healing, you oftentimes can't tell if someone actually is good or not because it's not a tangible I mean, it's a tangible result, I don't, but it's... It's, it's only getting massaged where you're like, oh, this person's good or this person sucks. Or they right. healed my broken arm. Exactly. And yeah. if you haven't had it before, you're like, I don't know if it was good. Right. What are the possibilities with it? Um, and people are good intentioned, but a lot of times they don't know how to properly protect the person they're working on. And when you start to work in a field of energy and you're opening all these energetic spaces, there are energies that can come in that aren't necessarily high vibrational or positive, and you don't want to allow those into the body. So I know a lot of my clients that came from other people that have had some pretty crazy experiences with it and we're kind of messed up from it. So I always suggest that you go to someone that has been referred to you by somebody that you've worked with before that they've had a good experience. They know that, you know, this person is actually in integrity and, and knows what they're doing. And I do think it's a little bit of an issue these days because of, you know, Instagram and all these things, people start to get these huge followings and they seem to be um, pros and they possibly don't have that much experience. So I think it's really going with someone that you trust, a referral from someone you trust. Important. When when I asked you earlier, you know, more importantly, what is it that you don't do? The reason why I asked you that is because when we first met and you said that I'm, you know, my mind spinning and I'm thinking, do you read auras? Can you contact my grandmother? You know, right. so I know it's it, it's everything. Do you get asked all of these things and what do you do with these conversations? Yeah, I am not a medium <laughs> so that, you know, I and I'm not a psychic per se. I do open up. And when I'm channeling, sometimes messages come through. Sometimes I can feel spirits and energies. And I will tell people when that kind of information comes up. But generally, you know, what I love doing is really connecting to that high vibrational rainbow energy, which feels a lot 
like a love vibration and bringing that into people's bodies and really helping them to catch, well, to clear energy, but also to catch, you know, their patterns and stop them at the root so that they don't continue to keep doing the same thing and bringing that heavy energy into the body. So things show up, but (laughs) I, I never say never to anything, but my specialty really is in the channeling of energy and helping people identify patterns, which are collecting that energy in the body. In in the here and now, in the present, not necessarily in the great beyond. Because again, people don't, ne- we're, we're, we're learning what you do and it's yeah. very foreign to some people. Of course. Yeah. The one, the one, the one thing that I've encountered, I've heard of that seems a little specious to me. I'm curious where your thoughts are on it. Maybe, maybe I'll, I'll face on this one, but is uh remote healing, which is like someone will do it over the phone or whatever feels like based on what you're saying, at least your technique, you, you have to be there to like feel that energy, but maybe I'm wrong. Is it, what's, what's your thoughts on remote healing? Yeah, I actually mainly do remote healing. <laughs> so, I knew it. Yes. <laughs> and I, I've always worked, I'm a big traveler. So I've always had clients all over the world and would work on them. And then I had a ton of clients in Los Angeles and at some point really wanted to just do everything online because it is super powerful. And I was standing for, you know, eight hours a day, my back was starting to hurt. So I was trying to convince my LA clients to just try it online and see, you know, why not get curious. And when the pandemic happened, then, you know, nobody had a choice. So they all experience it. But, you know, it's, it's a lot of quantum physics, which is a bit big to explain. But um, the idea is that nothing is actually physical. We're all just energy forms. And it's really connecting into that energy to work remotely on people. So I just focus on their energy field. I usually am with them on Zoom. Sometimes I don't even actually need to see them. I can just tune into their energy and have an intention around it. And people can literally feel stuff moving in their body. So there really is a lot of proof. And I love to get the doubters because I bring them in or bring them online. And then by the end, they're like, oh my God, what just happened to me? This is crazy. So So I'm Brian, I'm glad you asked that because you, so if if we're in person, you're not generally touching the clients. I'm not generally touching. Sometimes in person, if I get called to touch, I will. But I'm usually above the body, and this actually lets me feel the energy better when you're touching the body. There's a lot of distractions. Mm-hmm. It's heat and all these other things, and sometimes I'm called to do that. And a lot of Reiki healers will put their hands on the body and do other things. For me, I like to be above the body so I can feel the movement of the energy from back and forth from me to them. Yeah, I I think I've. I mean, I mentioned this to you personally. I think I may have said it on here. Um, but the one time, I mean, I I did something a little different called a cord cutting, which was a, a yeah. mind blowing experience for me. But I had a friend who was uh training in Reiki, and he said, you know, could I try it on you? And sure, I I, I I'll do my best impression of somebody that's that's feeling <laughs> something. But I. I swear to God, I'm always looking for some sort of supernatural experience and I just don't get them. I beg. Nobody, nobody's coming for me. Nobody's leaving me messages. Nobody's doing anything. But I truly believe, looking back, I, I felt myself levitating. Mm-hmm. And I 
am very quick to like panic. And I kept telling myself, you're safe. This person would not put you in danger if, you know, if maybe you are, maybe you're not. But if you are, you're not going to drop onto the floor. But I, my memory is I was levitating and I've never felt anything like that in my entire life. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when I work with people, they have a whole range of crazy experiences from, you know, visitations from like their dead mother, or like you said, levitating or feeling things that they've never felt, or all of a sudden having this emotional thing come up that they can feel coming out of the body and then just tears. And I think when you really experience something like that, you become a believer. And I can talk about it till, you know, the cows come home, but until you actually try it and have your own experience or, you know, someone that's had an experience, it's kind of hard to really understand or maybe believe, you know, how this is possible. So how do we get in contact with you? I, I, and I love that rainbow healing isn't just some random like buzzword because you really do use like the rainbow. But how, how do we get in touch with you and what do you have going on and, and how can people who are curious uh, learn more? Yeah, well, my website is realhealings.com. R-E-A-L healings. And I have a bunch of information on there. I also have an Instagram, which is at rainbow underscore healing. And in the link in the bio in my Instagram, I have a bunch of links there, which are upcoming events and courses and things like that. But I do have a Thanksgiving gratitude healing that's going to be live in Los Angeles at the Zula Den, which is in the West Adams area. And it's going to be November 22nd. And that starts at 4pm. And that is a way to just get in your heart before you have to be with family. I know for some people it's it's a lot to sit to sit with family for a whole night. So this is to help you get in your hearts, to help center your energy, to be grateful. It's going to be an hour long and it's um, the pre-healing that we all need. Yeah. Because we're so many of us, you love your family, but your 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 body tenses up and you're ready f- for a fight. It's fight or flight, and it's not over turkey. It's for like, are they going to insult me again? Am I going to have to like put up new boundaries? So you're you're getting us ready for something that doesn't have to be a fight. Exactly, and it's just a way to get into your energy to hold your vibration, to hold your peace, to stay in your heart. And that's also going to be online for people that can't make it. It's going to be a simultaneous healing. Yeah. And you can sign up for that. If you follow the link through Instagram, you can sign up there. Then I'm actually doing a free webinar. So anyone that's curious about trying, I'm going to do a full rainbow healing, meaning we're going to go through every chakra and clear them and you can try it out for free and see if it's something that resonates with you. And that's going to be on December 6th and that's going to be at 10 a.m. Pacific time. And that one is online. Because I will be in Hawaii. <laughs> Amazing! Oh, wait. So you're going to be up early. <laughs> so you gotta you gotta get up early for that one. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> and okay. So how do we find that? Because this is going to be, I think, most people's first introduction to this. Yeah, that will also be on the bio link in Instagram. So when you click on that, it'll say free webinar. It's called um, the Three Keys to. Uh, to clearing your energetic blocks and you can sign up right there. Wow. That is amazing. It's it's great also. I think 
my personal opinion is that this is something you want to get on now because I have a feeling that you get inundated around New Year's, new me, new year, and you, maybe you don't have as many openings. That's my guess. So this might be a good time to get a jump on those things. Yes, for sure. This is always my busiest time of year, like you said. We are so grateful that you made the time for us. This is this is just something that I think like is really fun to explore. And, and apparently, so does Brian. Well, I am so excited to give you both sessions. I'm, I'm in, man. I'm excited. I'll do it. I'm all excited. Please give us the info. And I yeah. can't speak to grad, but I will be there. I'll be there. I'll be there. <laughs> I promise. Um, yeah, this is this is a really interesting thing that some people are going to listen and be like, wow, you couple of noobs. Like, we've been doing this forever. But I think for so many people, this is just sort of new territory. And like, Brian and I are idiots. And so if we can learn, Anyone can learn. Uh, I know, I guess- you're, Meredith, you're in the Valley, right? You do your stuff in the Valley? Yeah, I, I travel quite a bit. So usually my sessions, especially when I don't really know people, I, do the, I tend to do those online. Okay. Is there, is there any chance you'll come to the West Side? Because I feel like if I drive to the Valley, half the session is going to be just removing the energy of having to go there. The five. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I will come to the West Side. No, no, no. That's really nice of you. Um, Well, in my in my uh, days where I don't have Meredith around to guide me and give me, you know, great healing advice, sometimes I just have to take things into my own hands, around my own neck, on my own earlobes, and that's when I turn to a jewelry collection that I love from Alex and Ani. Jewelry is having a big moment right now, and with hundreds of products popping up in your feed every day, it can be hard to find a brand you trust. Alex and Ani has been creating meaningful jewelry for over 20 years, designing pieces that connect you with all of life's important moments. With an emphasis on value, there's truly something for everyone. You might be most familiar with their signature charm bangle. This bracelet literally created the category of meaningful jewelry and had you stacking charms from your wrist to your elbow. This piece is an icon for a reason, completely size and Each bracelet is adorned with a symbol designed to tell your story and express your unique style. Beyond the bangle, you'll find stylish, affordable jewelry for every occasion, from classic pieces to bold statement looks. Don't know where to start? Alex and Ani makes it easy to unpack the trends you're after and sprinkle in your personality too. Each piece comes with a personalized message and meaning, truly making it the perfect gift. You can take comfort in knowing that you're shopping with a socially conscious brand as well. To date, Alex and Ani has donated over $60 $60 million to nonprofits worldwide, connecting fashion and philanthropy in an easy, fun, affordable way. Visit alexandani.com right now to discover the confidence that comes with a perfectly accessorized piece of jewelry. Right now, Alex and Ani is offering our audience 20% off with code MIDAS at checkout. Again, head to alexandani.com. That's A-L-E-X-A-N-D-A-N-I.com and use code MIDAS at checkout for 20% off your order. have our ways to cope. Yeah, heal energy. Uh, Meredith, thank you seriously so much for the time. And we can't wait to revisit this maybe in the new year when I know for a fact everybody's at the gym and everybody is saying, I'm not going to let this person talk to me this way anymore. And everybody's saying, I want to be reborn. And everybody comes flocking to Meredith. So we definitely want to continue a conversation with you. 
Awesome. And this is just as important as taking care of your physical body. Our energy gets ignored, but we have to take care of it in the same way that if we don't go to the gym, we don't eat right, you know, our bodies don't do well. Nice to meet you, Meredith. Thank you for calling the show. Forward to seeing you in person. Yay! All right, we will. Uh, we'll be back next week, and, and like we said, at Rainbow underscore Healing on Instagram at Bald Brian at Gina Grad for all your constructive compliments, and uh, we love you. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to the Brian and Gina Show. To get in touch with the hosts or buy their books, hit them up at at Bald Brian and at Gina Grad on Twitter and Instagram, or by email at podcasts at lamag.com. To get connected with LA Magazine, hit them up at at lamag on Twitter and Instagram. Talk soon.